Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Gator Nation, welcome back to the Respect Our Decision podcast. It's another great week, guys. We've got a lot to talk about. The boys are out there practicing, man. we got a lot of things going on. Not so much recruiting news. Recruiting kind of slow right now, but football's right around the corner, man. We want to talk a little bit about how this team is looking so far and how y'all feel about it, man. But as always, go make sure you go ahead and download us wherever you get your podcast from. And if you're watching us now on the YouTube channel, your first time checking us out, or maybe you have seen us before and you kind of like what you see, go ahead, drop a subscribe on the channel, man. It helps us a great deal. Drop a like on the video. Leave us a comment down below, man. Tell us how you feel about this team right now. And are your expectations higher than they were maybe a few weeks ago? Let us know below, guys. And as always, you want to go ahead and make sure that you subscribe to the channel. Like the video, drop a comment, because if you do, you will be in the running for this hat from our good friends at Alma Mater, the Swinging Gators Golf Hat right here. If you're listening on the podcast, you can't see the hat, go check it out at Alma Mater, man. It's a great looking hat, Um, and we're going to be giving that away at the end of the month, man, right after the games have started, has started playing. Um, We'll hit those out to you, man, so make sure you do all those things. And you will be entered in the giveaway. Guys, like I said, not a whole lot going on in recruiting. Um, You know, it's the dead period right now. So not a whole lot of news other than maybe the fact that uh, our our man Mac, Wardell Mac, might be committing here shortly before his season begins. Right now it's between us, LSU, and Texas. But that's about it. I mean, of course, you know, there might be some 
weekly Jeremiah Smith rumors out there floating around the rumor sphere. Uh, don't buy into them. Don't worry about it. Just let that happen and, you know, be pleasantly surprised if it does. But, guys, we're going to talk some real football right now, man. We're going we're gonna to talk about the, the boys that are going to be playing this season and how they've looked so far. We got our first look this week, uh, this weekend, excuse me, at the open practice that we had. Um, CJ, I, I'm going to start with you, man. What what were your impressions that you saw from the open practice that that you really liked coming out of that? Um, there's a lot of pretty good execution, just doing the simple stuff right. Uh, I think that was like the main thing. You know, they're not going to show you everything in the open practice. Of course, there's a lot of stuff that the staff has alluded to knowing about this team and things that this team has been able to do that they have not uh, shown yet or have not, you know, that everybody doesn't know about. Um, a lot of good stuff from from Graham Mertz. Graham is doing a really good job at the way he's throwing the football right now and uh, looking at his his game film. is Again, it's nothing that um, is going to jump off the page and say, wow, that guy's got a cannon of an arm or, wow, that guy can run the 40 time faster than anybody else or anything like that that we would, you know, marvel at with Anthony Richardson. It's the complete opposite of just being able to do the the simple stuff right, where he's putting the ball for the receiver. You know, it's not like behind them. It's kind of where they can run and make a play under it. Um, You know, they've got a little room to work out in front of him. He's not throwing balls that look like they're going to get somebody killed. You know, he's not throwing a lot of hospital balls or anything like that, which is always the fear with me. Uh, We saw a lot of great stuff from uh, the backup, Mr. Max Brown. It looks like he's pretty good, and I think you know he's kind of kind of wedged himself into that number two spot, um, just based on what I've seen, um, you know, going through practice. But there's a lot of good stuff out there. Uh, Eugene Wilson has been absolutely unguardable from what I've seen. The guy's absolutely tearing it up. There are a few plays where we saw him match up with guys like Sharif Denson, and Sharif Denson did a very good job at covering him. Um, you know, so that that's encouraging to see the uh, the DB uh, assessments that the defensive back coach made, Coach Raymond made, were uh, pretty on the nose from what we're seeing right now. So I think there's a lot to, to be happy with with this team. And of course, they're playing on air. You're playing in pajamas. I get it. You know, you can't really – you don't know exactly what, what, what it's going to really look like, and you won't know until we get to Utah. So, um, you know, temper expectations there. But from the stuff that we can see, that we can get excited about – a lot of stuff looks really good on, on, on the field right now with what they're doing. Yeah, I uh, I was really impressed with some of the video clips that, you know, a lot of people were putting stuff out. They were A lot of people showed out for that practice. There was a lot of video put out there by fans and, and media alike. Um, so you got a lot of different angles and perspective on things. I was very, very pleased with the quarterback's throws that we got to see, uh, whether it be Graham Mertz. And uh, Max Brown looked really good as well. I was very impressed with some of the throws I saw Max made. And the fact that he was running a lot of that uh, practice with the twos was was kind of a surprise as well. Now, I know those two guys, they're going to rotate in and out. Um, you know, I know that people are saying that Coach is about to make his choice on the quarterback, you know, controversy that doesn't exist. But, um Really impressed with Eugene Wilson. Like you said, Eugene looks fantastic. Oh, my goodness. Andy Jean just continues to look like everything we've heard. Wes, what were some of your takeaways from Saturday? Uh, 
listening to all the reporters and stuff you hear through the grapevine and everything, uh, I hit on a number of some things. Uh, The first, some guys kind of hit on like Max Brown emergence uh, as maybe the number two QB. Uh, We all think that Mertz is going to be that guy. And and to talk about Mertz, there's a lot of more optimism from these reporters who were actually there and who have more insider stuff that maybe we can get to people that they talk to that he has more command of the offense from now uh, than he had in spring, which is of course is going to be the, the, the thing uh, I heard uh, Nick Del Torre say that uh, Barber say that uh, when he goes to the facility, Merce is already there. When he leaves the facility, Merce is still there. And that's what you want from that type of guy. That's going to be your leader, your quarterback, your QB one. You want him to be the, the, the first guy in the last guy to leave. And he's uh, showed that. And, and you want that. And and, and everybody is kind of like, say, man, not saying that he's Kyle Trask, not saying that he's Tim Tebow or any of our great quarterbacks that led us to championships or uh, SEC titles. But you see the work that he's putting in and, and, and the consistency of him getting more knowledge of the offense. People forget that this guy has played a number of years in college football. So he has experience. And it, it was, to, to me, just learning the offense because we saw people open last year and, and wonder why. Uh, because AR was inexperienced, he missed some kind of some throws. So I'm happy with the seeing the growth of uh, Merce, and I'm happy to see that we have a backup quarterback just in case something catastrophic happens that we don't want to happen. We want Merce to play all year if he's going to be the type of quarterback that we hope he can be. But to, to see Max Brown take the reins and say, okay, I'm going to challenge Jack Miller, who, who was here, and, and, and do the thing that he was doing is key. Uh, we want My concern was offensive line has always been Heard a lot of good things about Najee Harris. Uh, we, he came in as a center, but he's been playing a lot of guard. Uh, and maybe the injury to Mizuko is kind of a blessing in disguise for him because he's been getting a lot of PT and he's been doing a lot with those opportunities uh, as Najee Harris. And, you know, I've been high, not high, but high of my pick to click, as they say, has been Frazier's. But I've been hearing a lot of stuff about Burke. I've been hearing a lot of stuff about Douglas, and I want the freshman wide receivers to play. But if you look at Rick, Douglas, and Burt, they have the seniority, and they played uh, – well, not Burt, but Douglas played a fair amount last year. You know, We know who Ricky is, but if Burt is going to be who we all thought we were, he was maybe 40 years ago when we came into the class as a speedster, I've heard he's gotten bigger. Uh, I've heard speed was always there. Uh, it was always about the hands, Douglas – uh, had a few drops. He was a true freshman last year trying to prove himself. Uh, but uh, to see the wide receiver depth uh, seem to grow with the freshmen that we know are behind those three receivers is is a plus to me as well. So um, you know, I'm not even talking about the defense right now. I'm, I'm assuming they're going to be better. I know everybody is, to me, as far as fans, we want to make sure the offense is what it is. Uh, the, 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 the running backs are as advertised. I know you guys are high on Carroll. I was kind of high on uh, ETN, maybe breaking a thousand yards along with Macho Johnson, but everything says what you guys have alluded to that there's no way we can keep Carroll off the field. Carroll is that dude, so I mean, it, I mean, I'm I'm just happy with what uh, I've been seeing. And I told you guys this, and I'm gonna wrap it up here, but I'm gonna ask you guys this question before Hurst goes on. You guys kind of you know how I am about my Pete. You guys have had. 
your <laughs> your 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 feelings about how the season might play. And we're gonna do predictions in a couple of weeks before the season start. Have these pra- open practices and this scrimmage has it kind of given you more optimism optimism or expectations for the season? Or are you guys still where you at before these practices start started? I would say yes. I'm I'm a lot more optimistic now that I've actually seen these pieces in motion and heard and read some of the things that we've seen. Uh, one of the guys we haven't really talked about, Arliss Boardingham, really looked the part. Um, people that saw him more often, more what I heard the most was he's going to be a problem. He's a mismatch opportunity whenever he's on the field. A uh, very Kyle Pitts-like, I mean, obviously you don't want to sit there and compare the kid to Kyle Pitts. He hasn't done anything. But body-wise and what he is able to do reminds people of Kyle Pitts. Um, So you're looking at a lot more weapons to me than what you saw last year. Um, You're looking from what we've heard so far at capable quarterback play, which is what we've asked for the whole time with Graham Mertz since we heard he was going to be here, was we just need him to be – to play, you know, capable, to be a game manager. He doesn't need to – I don't need him to go out there and throw for 350 yards. I'm hoping he's not having to. I mean, obviously. Um, And what I've seen from the defensive linemen, especially those two boys on the inside, that's where my real encouragement comes from. Because let's not make any mistakes about it. Teams could gash us last year at will, especially in the second half when the guys got tired. Uh, we know Dexter was worn down from the jump. I mean, the, the damn kid was in there, like we said, week one with Utah. It was like, I can't even they, remember the number of snaps. But they it was like 600 and some total snaps last year. It was period. ridiculous. Stupid. Not going to happen this year. Not in, None of these guys are going to come close. And it's a gr- it's a great rotation of, of players at that position, and that alone, to me, means your defense is fresher later in games. Um, you're able to rotate playmakers in for playmakers. You don't have downs where you've got guys out there that you maybe don't have faith in. To me, that's that's a real difference. CJ, uh, my expectation again has been I've really been optimistic like I've always been optimistic about the team I'm always looking forward to it I'm always thinking we're heading in the right direction based on what I've seen Uh, but my expectations for this season have been really tempered I'm not I'm not too high I understand where we're at as a program I'm not you know this guy who's going to sit here and beat the table and say we're going to go nine and three anything like that but I feel a little better watching what I've seen is like Okay, we do have some guys that have come into the program that caught on really fast. Um, we've got a, a quarterback who's been in college for four years now, looking looking like he understands that. And, and there's a lot of things when it comes to a quarterback like Graham Mertz that, from being able to work the snap count, as opposed to how maybe Anthony Richardson could work the snap count. Once you have guys who've been here very long and they've been able to do that kind of stuff, that's invaluable. You know, if you force one one offsides a game, you know that's you're changing you're changing things at the quarterback position. You're gaining five yards without having to do anything. So if you can do stuff like that, 
and just with your cadence and understanding how to position and how to catch a defense off guard, that's that's invaluable. It's really important. Um, so things like that have always been what I look forward to with with Grant Mertz is it's just being experienced, understanding the game, being around long, um, knowing what knowing those kind of veteran aspects. Um, watching him play now, you know, I had my you know my kind of doubts as far as you know is he going to be you know be able to complete passes further down the field. I think that that was the one thing. It's like when you start getting that twenty plus, I started you know kind of get a little worried. I wasn't worried about him throwing a ten yard drag or a five yard slant or anything like that. I can see him do that, and that's no problem. It was those okay. Well, we've got guys on the outside that are going to be able to shake and get open. And we need somebody who can hit him. I'm not saying he's got to meet him at the goal line, but he's at least got to be able to hit him, you know, not underthrow him. And what I've seen, we're not going to have a problem. I think that as long as he's got a clean pocket and he's not getting killed and he's able to actually throw, I think he can make the passes. Um, you know, again, we're not going to look to him to do that the whole game. We're not going to run four verticals and just let him chuck the ball all over the field or anything like that. So. It, it, that's that's not it. I was just like, can he do the thing when he needs to? Can he make the play when it calls for it? Because there was a couple of times in the spring game you saw him kind of miss on some big plays. I think, you know, you look at back at his Wisconsin days, there were some times where there were plays to, to be had that were missed on, uh, very few in between because Wisconsin, again, no offense to them, but their fan base even knows that the way they were set up at the time, the offense they were running, they really didn't have any great athletes outside of the running back position, the tight end position. That was about it for Wisconsin. Um, so they kind of understood what they were doing. You know, they're trying to change that now. Um, so I, I think that Mertz has shown me that, okay, this guy can get it in check. He can lead an offense. The team has bought into him. They believe he's their leader. He's their captain. And that's one of the, the one things you worry about when you insert a new quarterback into a, into a, a team that isn't, you know, they're not familiar with him originally. He's not the guy that they've been playing with for two, three years. This is a new guy. Can he come in and get the locker room to buy in? And by all accounts, all the players that he's playing with say he's our leader. We believe in Graham. He pushes us. You know, he's, he's the kind of guys, you know, the first one in the build, last one to leave which is super important to gain respect in the quarterback position. So I, I feel better knowing where we're at. I, I feel like we're going to be very competent. That's the one thing I worried about. I was just like, just play competent football, control the things you can control, you know, do do the small things right. And I think you, with our team, the way it's set up, if you can do those things, and we saw it last year, if you were able to capitalize on doing more of the simple things correctly, you would have seen – and add an addition of maybe plus two wins last year, just based on doing some simple things correctly. Um, so with the advent of that and the defensive line being able to step it up, I already love the ends. The ends, I'm not worried about. Those guys are ridiculous. They're maulers. Those were never, never going to be the issue. The issue was can that front middle defensive tackle, those two nose tackles, can those guys be able to play? Now we've got depth there. We've got guys that are ready to go. You're not killing Big Dez. He's not playing 95% of the snaps, which is ridiculous for a guy like him. Now you have Banks there, and you have uh, Cameron Jackson, and you've got um, Tyreek Sapp, and you've got Chris McClellan, and you've got Will Norman, and you've got all these guys to move around inside there with Kelby Collins on the edge and Uman Mielin. So these guys look looked apart. You're going to be able to force some pressure, and that's the main thing. 
that we're going to have to look for on the defense because if you can play well on the front end, you're not going to get killed on the back end so much and, and you know, help out some of that inexperience we have in the secondary. I'm going to have you guys at 10 and 2 before the season starts. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even give me the 10 and 2. Um, I mean, it, 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 to be fair, this happens every year, right? You know, you, what, your expectations for the team in, in the roller spring, coaster. In the spring always, yeah. are, are extremely different from uh, – where they're at like preseason because we're getting excited, right? We're getting, we're finally seeing guys get pads on, hit somebody, throw the football. Everything's beautifully edited. You don't see the, you know, you really <laughs> don't see how the sausage is being made. You just, you just see the finished product. So you, you get really excited and, and that's just part of it. That's just what happens. Uh, so we're, we're, tend- we're just getting excited. We get caught up in things. So I, again, you know, I try to keep, keep try to keep a level head here, you know, cause I don't, I don't want to get, too much in the bag, you know, be like, oh, you know, Heismerts, and we going to go 10 and 2. It's just playoffs. It's major I'm the playoffs and all that. <laughs> Gosh, go ahead, Hirsch, I mean, my bad. This, this, this schedule is tough, and we know that, okay? And that's not an excuse. It's, it's a fact. Every metric out there that shows the strength of schedule, if we're not number one, we're real close to it. Um, so, I mean, obviously the schedule is a challenge, but I mean, things are, are lining up for, for a good start. I mean, you go to Utah, uh, there's rumors now Cam Rising is not on track, which I thought was going to be a push to begin with, having recovered from multiple ACL injuries myself. But, you know, that was a while ago. Technology is advanced. Athletes are advanced now. I mean, but, you know, one of the things about Rising that was always his strength was his mobility, and that was always going to be in question regardless. So that, that lines up. That lines up for, for you know, it kind of levels the playing field, even though we're at their house, you know. Um, so you just have to see how you come out the gate. You know these kids are going to be hyped. You know they've seen everybody out there predicting them to finish either next to last in the East or, you know, oh, y'all are going to go three and seven. I mean, you know these kids have seen that. You know they've heard it. Fans on Twitter and whatnot are, are tweeting at them all the time. You guys are trash. We own this state. You guys aren't going to do crap this year. Uh, uh, Billy's on the hot seat. All this trash that these people say, of which none of it carries a bit of weight. Uh, the only thing that that I remotely put any stock to on this planet is that Vegas had the Gators at five and a half wins. And the reason I put stock in that is Vegas gets it right more than they get it wrong. And that that's, but they get it wrong too. I mean, <laughs> you know, um, there's a lot of factors, but let's talk for a minute about, we, we mentioned him a second ago. Uh, you mentioned him West when Mazuka being out, that was the, that was the positive news of today. If you haven't heard already, um, Michael Mazuka shed his non-contact jersey today and was back full go at practice. Uh, I think he's a little ahead of schedule where they thought he might be when he initially got injured. Some were saying he wouldn't be ready for week one, but there we go. Um, of course, he was practicing in a non-contact jersey up until this point. So that is fantastic, fantastic news if you're a Gator fan. That means your starting five offensive linemen are out there. They're practicing together. They're gelling as a unit. Um, one guy that's missing, if you hadn't heard, was uh, Lindell Husson, the transfer from FIU. That young man, I had not even realized that. This had slipped under my radar. 
that that young man had been in a car accident a week ago and was in concussion protocol. So he has not practiced since like the first day of practice. But, you know, he's they think he's okay, and, he you know, he's just working his way back. Whenever you have that, you know, scare of a concussion, you don't rush that kind of thing. A couple other guys we need to talk about just from the injury standpoint. Um, since we did the show last week, obviously, uh, sh- uh, what is it? Shamar James got injured and had the MRI done on his leg, which showed no structural damage. Coach said it was probably a week to 10 day kind of thing. Um, so that's, that's very positive news. Anytime you have a non-contact knee injury, your, your fears turn to the worst. Shamar seems to be okay. They keep checking it. Obviously this is where the new facilities and the state of the art, you know, um, things that we have to get these injured guys, the treatments that they need, the cryotherapy, the just all the different things they have going on in there really get put to work. Um, a few other guys that were, you know, non-contact today, Caleb Douglas had a non-contact jersey on, Miguel Mitchell, um, uh, Trey Webb, and Scooby. Uh, Scooby Williams all had non-contact. Um, what I, I can't remember. I, I think Jason Marshall did as well. I didn't see Jason Marshall, but I know that uh, Devin Moore was not at practice again today as he's dealing with what they call an upper body injury. Um, I know Ricky had missed Saturday because there was a COVID bug going around in the building. Um, So I don't know if maybe Devin's got that as well and they're just not putting it out there. I know they're kind of still funny with how they list that. Um, I haven't heard anything to, to speculate that it's anything to worry about. They're just treating him to make sure he's ready to go. Uh, Jadon Hill was not in practice today as well. That was another young man that missed practice today. Reasons not currently specified. Obviously, um, you know, these things are just kind of hit and miss. Uh, Cameron Waits is back, has been out there just working out steadily as he comes back from a ruptured Achilles. No timetable on that young man. I would not expect that kid to probably play this year, but if he does, it's a bonus. Um, you know, he's a big-bodied young man. You'd, you'd love for him to get some playing time at some point this season. But anytime you're a guy that big coming back from a ruptured Achilles, man, that's, you know, you got to tiptoe around that. Um, and, you know, there's just everybody's getting bumped up a little bit as pads come on. Guys start to get injured. I think the staff is going to be very protective of some of these guys that when they get hurt. I'm not saying that, you know, just because you're in a non-contact jersey, don't sit there and think, oh, what, what, what's wrong with him? Is, he, is it serious injury? It's probably not much anything. They just want to make sure that he comes back from the injury at a good pace without pushing himself too hard or taking any unnecessary shots. That's, that's just smart coaching. I mean, we got we still got a few weeks to go. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to you don't want to have a aggravation of like a hamstring or something that turns into a full blown thing when you right you're this close to the season start. And that's the thing with Mazuka, <clears throat> which I'm thrilled that he's out of the non contact jersey, uh, and is his is the opposite of like a hamstring or a sore ankle or something. He like had surgery. And when you when things like that happen, you have surgery, it's done, you continue to get stronger, stronger, stronger. It's not something like, oh, if he goes right back out there, he's going to re-injure. It's not like a hamstring or anything like that. So uh, I'm fine with Mazuka. They're easing him back in. 
he's there's not something like like I just said, like a hamstring or groin injury or something like that where boom, you go back out there and you're on the field or something and you know, you may re injure but come back to some he's gonna heal properly because he actually had surgery. So thrilled to have him because I'm not still not I'm still concerned with the offensive line having him back at as the depth uh to push uh guys like Najee Harris and uh and Richard Leonard and keeping him at right guard and that that thing. So um, I'm, I'm happy there, but having Mazuka back is a huge, huge, huge deal. Yeah, him getting injured kind of like lost him in the shuffle of uh, how important it was to get him, how big of a get he was for us in the offseason in the portal. The guy was the second best guard behind the guy we had, which is the first best guard, <laughs> Mr. Torrance. So – you know, that was a massive addition. He gets injured, and then I think he kind of gets lost. Like, people just kind of, you know, you know, he's hurt. He's not playing. You don't see him. You don't hear about him. There was a whole all-season fiasco that's between him and the coach. I don't have anything to do with that, but that was a whole, you know, bag of worms. But the, he's important to the team. A guy like him is, is a massive, massive addition to the team. Yes. It's really going to help the run game. It's going to help keep Grand Murps off his butt. That's the main thing is you want to have guys like him that, that really help out that offensive line because we need it uh, in a big way this year. We need the offensive line to perform well because as the offensive line goes, the team's going to go. Um, and he's a he's a veteran presence on that line. I mean, the guy's one of the best in college football based on the numbers. So um, having him back is, is, is wonderful. I mean, it's amazing how fast they were able to rehab him get him in shape, get him ready to play football again. You know, what guys weren't expecting to see him till maybe we played Tennessee or Kentucky. You know, they, they didn't have him coming back this soon. So that's a really good job of the staff and the medical trainers and everything else to, to get him back on the field and ready to play. It speaks to him as well as to his frame of mind and where he's at. That young man pushed himself to do what needed to be done, kept, you know, like CJ said, there was a little bit of a hiccup there right after he got hurt. And um, I think he got cleared up with that coach sat him down and then they, they, he went to work and said, all right, we're going to be ready. We're going to be ready week one. So kudos to that young man for pushing through it. Yeah, Wes. One thing I will say, and that I asked you guys in this, I, I don't know if we rotate him in, well, rotate someone in to replace him, but it's a difference between him being in shape and being in football shape. We, we all know that no matter what sport you're playing, as far as you can lift weights, you can run, but it actually, to actually do four quarters uh, or for whatever sport it is, or play nine innings in baseball, your conditioning matters. Do you think he may be somebody that might rotate with him early, or is it, th- is it a good thing that he's starting two weeks beforehand that way he can get himself. I mean, we know Florida's hot right now. Like the exact the, the, as far as the temperature, that that can get him into football shape because well, it's, he's it's been out there game. practicing. He just hasn't been able to be con, you know, in contact. So he's been running the gassers and all that kind of stuff. Um, he's been running with the team. He just like you like we're saying. He just they couldn't hit him in the shoulder pads and things like that and and make Good contact point. with him. So he, he's he's. He's ready to go. I have no no doubt in that. Guys, I want to talk about one other thing that I saw this week that really got me excited <coughs> about the offense this year. Um, and, and it doesn't take a whole lot, but I saw videos of the running backs running angle routes out of the backfield. Um, you know, we we took for granted for years 
our running backs catching passes out of the backfield and what the dynamic it adds to an offense. And then you saw last year when you didn't have it, how much you really miss that. Um, because, I mean, with a guy, you know, sure, I'd like to see Montreal Johnson catch a swing pass or an angle route with some blockers out in front. But you start doing this with Trevor Intian, and, man, this offense, once again, we're talking about a simple – you know, check down route or a simple, you know, just a five yard route that that Graham Mertz should be hitting all day long that we didn't see a lot of last year. You start getting, especially Trevor, in in the space like that with the ball, and I think this offense really picks up a whole nother notch. Not even exclu- talking about like we said before, if we can get Arliss Boardingham in the tight end room going. So, the more I see this. Coupled with the videos of Eugene Wilson, I'm I'm really encouraged that you know we we rumored for a while last year that we had not seen Billy's full offense. We talked about it back and forth that maybe it was just what AR could handle. It wasn't necessarily what all you know. Everybody's like, oh, Billy's only got six plays. I mean, we heard that forever and ever and ever. But now you start seeing little wrinkles, and maybe Billy didn't want that wrinkle out there. I don't. You know, that's that's part of what happens when you only, you know, media's out there for a few minutes. Maybe you save that one until after they leave. But um Wes, real quick, the one more th- last thing before we get done with this show is I want you to talk about um what what kind of numbers do you see this offense kind of putting up? What kind of production do you actually see this offense possibly putting up? I see uh, hopefully that uh, with the experience that Merce has as far as playing QB, uh, I think we can be a middle of the pack team. I, I think our defense will be. Um, I think I, I, I think our defense will be better than our offense. I think maybe we can have a top twenty-five defense and maybe uh, middle of the pack as far as offense. And the stuff that you alluded to was seeing the receivers, Eugene Wilson, Ricky Pearsall. We all saw that. As those guys line up in the backfield, that's a plus. Anytime you can check the ball down uh, to your to your explosive backs and let them give the opportunity to make plays is a plus. You're not going to be able to run against Georgia. I don't care how good our running backs are. You're not going to run against them. Alabama, you're not going to run against them. I saw uh, – I, I watch football faithfully all the time. Come on YouTube and watch old games. I saw Clemson play Ohio State. They could – ETN couldn't get going. You know what that? You know what the offensive coordinators with Clemson did? Give him the ball on the screen and let him get in open space. Not our ETN, but the brother that played at Clemson. And he made plays against Ohio State in that championship game, I mean that playoff game, to get Clemson to the championship. You have to put your best players in a position to make plays. Sometimes you got to be creative with getting them the ball. And, <laughs> excuse me, I hope that we're able to do that. <clears throat> excuse me, I hope that we're able to do that. And and I think we will see more because it's not that Mercer's a better quarterback than AR, mm-hmm. per se. We don't know that yet. But I think he has more experience of playing more, playing more football than they are, and maybe he can handle more because he's seen more defense and know knows how to handle different things, especially, especially spitting out verbiage to all ten other guys. So I think I, de- I just hope our offense can be middle of the pack. CJ, do you agree? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm, I'm I'm ready to say that the defense is going to be better than the offense. I sure I sure would like love to see that. Um, but they're going to have to show me that uh, because it's just a position where we've watched the defense be so bad for so long 
we're, I'm going to have to see that next step. I know we've got the guys. I love the way we tooled the linebackers, the defensive line. I'm still kind of worried about the secondary, just a lot of young guys back there. Um, the, you know, these freshmen are still going to make freshman mistakes. But um, the offense, again, there's we, – we don't really have, you know, anybody who's, who's like – we don't have a whole bunch of, like, big-time guys that are NFL draft prospects. You know, nobody's put our offensive guys in uh, – top 10 list or, or anything like that. Maybe the running backs, um, you know, Ricky Pearsall, we love Ricky Pearsall, but you know, Ricky Pearsall isn't going to get the mainstream media attention. And then, you know, after Ricky Pearsall, it's, you know, a bunch of freshmen and we love Andy Jean and we love, uh, we love Trey and we love uh, Mizell and those guys, but those guys are still, they're freshmen. They've got a lot to prove. They got a lot to step up. You know, they're playing real big boy football this year. So there's going to be some, there's going to be a learning curve. Um, I think the offense can do well. I think middle of the SEC is is definitely a spot. I think if you put us about the sixth best offensive team, fifth, sixth best offensive team in the SEC, that would be really good for us. Um, you know, you could be there for sure. And I think that again, using the 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 running backs out of the backfield to kind of open up the passing game would be very important it would help out a lot because you can kind of get so much, so much of that congestion out of the middle of, of the defense and kind of move it out some so you can open up some more lanes to run through. Because if they just know you're running the ball and everybody's just attacking and you can't run on it. So we watched like, we watched teams like uh, we watched Vanderbilt stuff the run game last year because they knew what we were going to do. So they could just load the box and kill us, you know? So you're going to have to be able to take those running backs now and say, Okay, well, Trevor Etienne isn't exactly running the ball the best today, but let's try to throw him some passes. Now we're going to ch- take it to the position where they can take some angle routes or some swing routes or some wheel routes or just a simple, you know, curl back screen, something like that that let them get in space. And, and again, that opens up the middle of the field again. So, so you've got guys to kind of ebb and flow and change the defensive positioning where they can't just pigeonhole you into one spot and, and you, you're forced to, you know, you're kind of just like the, the woodpecker in the petrified forest, you know, just, just knocking your head, but you're not going anywhere. Um, so definitely, definitely I could see us taking a step as far as being a more efficient offense. Uh, I don't know if we're going to be as an, ex- as explosive, you know, when you have a guy like Anthony Richardson, you know, you've added an element to Anthony Richardson has the potential to make a touchdown on a play all by himself in a game because he's that kind of guy. And this year, you don't really have that, but you have the potential to be a lot more concise, a lot cleaner on offense. You don't have as many of the, you're not going to do as many of the easy things wrong. So I think that that could definitely put us in the middle of the pack, a safe offense, an offense that can get the job done, an offense that isn't going to put 500 yards up passing. Um, You know, maybe, you know, Graham Mertz throws for 150 yards, but if you win the game 24 to 20, who cares? You did your job. That, that's the main thing. You know, we don't, we're not, we're not all, you know, <laughs> we're not out here looking for the stats. We just want to win the game. We want to, we want to win on the scoreboard. So that's, that's kind of where I see us playing this year. You just do stuff like that. Do the simple stuff, right? I'm not looking for ESPN top 10 highlights. It's not, not the point of the offense. So I think as far as we might not look as explosive, but I think if you break down the numbers, we're going to be about on par with a little less mistakes. 
more yeah. third down conversions. I, I promise you, if if we're winning a game, 20, if we beat Kentucky 24 to 20 or whatever, uh, our raw reaction show will not be filled with a whole lot of complaints on Sundays. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I'm sure we'll be able to find, hey, maybe a couple less penalties or, you know, hey, that turnover could have could have cost us this, that, or the other, you know. But, yeah, you give me a 24 to 20 win eight, nine times this season, I'll be I'll be cool in the game, man, you know, <laughs> because that's growth. I mean, that'll be growth, and that means the defense has played the way we need them to play. Um, but we'll talk more about defense next week. I really wanted to focus on some of the offensive things we saw this week because, you know, they show a little bit easier in these situations that we've, we've seen in these open practices and whatnot before the pads came on fully. The offense can obviously shine a little bit more. You saw the passes, the short passes, the the medium passes, the long, you know, some long passes, and of course, just these wide receivers catching and going, man. And that that's what's exciting right now. Um, it's just the feeling that we've got weapons that we haven't had in in many years. We got uh, you know just fast moving guys out there that we've previously you know the last guy we had obviously was tony and then before that it was like uh nobody <laughs> i mean forever it seemed like so just just encouraging times i i still urge people to just you know tow the road for right now and let's see how things shake out continue to pray for these young men's health and their safety out there on the field and that they just get through camp you know, without anybody majorly being hurt or anything like that. Um, so far, so good, we hope. You know, I know Billy's not going to put it all out there for us, but I'm encouraged, man. I'm really encouraged with what I've seen. I'm really encouraged with the possibilities that this team has, and I hope we keep seeing it, man. That's all That's all we can ask for is we just show some continued growth and you know, hopefully this season surprises a whole lot of people, not just Gator fans. CJ, you got anything to add before we get out of here? Uh, just know, thank you guys for always supporting us as creators. You've done a really good job with the YouTube. Check out the giveaway for the Swinging Gator Golf Hat. All you do is like, subscribe, leave a comment down below on one of the videos this month, and you're going to be entered to win. You guys have done a great job in the past. We expect you to keep doing a great job. Uh, you really helped us grow this channel, so – Thank you for that so much. Um, again, check us out on, on the Twitter or the X, whatever you want to call it now. Uh, check us out on the Facebook group. There's a lot of people over there, a lot of interaction going over there, uh, people people posting things, talking. Wes is posting videos over there for you guys. Uh, the questions and the interactions are, are pretty pretty thorough over there with a lot of people, especially with football season ramping up. So a lot of you guys are jumping on over there. We really appreciate that. Um, just again, make sure you're following us individually on Twitter. Check out our friends at Alma Mater. They've got that sweet new Pell, Pell logo, black, you know, hat that looks really good that I see a lot of people buying. They really like that thing. You know, we're going to have the blackout this year. So get your black gear ready for that Arkansas game. Um, you know, it just be excited. It's an exciting time. We've got a few weeks coming. We've got the Swamp Kings documentary coming out in a couple weeks. The Manziel doc, uh, dropped today. So, you guys, uh, <laughs> we're having we're having fun over there. There's a lot of great things going on. We're gonna we're we're planning on doing something fun for you guys for the Swamp Kings documentary with us. Uh, just getting ready for football season because it will be a week out when it drops. So, uh, but just just keep looking out for that. Uh, we thank you so much for your support. You guys are doing a great job. We really appreciate it from the bottom of our hearts.
Yes, we do. Send us home, Wes. Yeah, make sure you guys stay tuned. Uh, Hersh already talked about what we'll talk about next week. They, they, we also have a scrimmage. I think this will be our last scrimmage, if I'm not mistaken. You guys correct me if I'm wrong on Friday, I believe. So we'll uh, have some updates on that and what we see. Hersh already said we'll be talking about the defense next week. Probably going to, of course, you know, everybody loves offense. So we're going to discuss some nuggets from the offense as well. See some guys who continue to go uh, improve their stock. And uh, we appreciate you guys. We got some things special for the lineup for the end of the, the season as far I'm mean, at the beginning of the season, the end of the month, as far as our predictions and stuff. So you guys stay tuned. I'm going to get Hirsch and, and CJ on this train to the playoffs with me uh, before uh, it's all said and done. I promise you guys that we we going to the playoffs together. So, uh, but other than that, appreciate you guys for all the love and support you guys give us. Uh, join our Facebook group with the chat. Uh, Hirsch does a good guy. Uh, Good job of uh, interacting with you guys as far as uh, commentary, CJ and me. We come in every now and then. Hirsch is good with uh, talking to you guys uh, on there. So, But anyway, we appreciate you guys. We love you guys. And as always, go Gators. Go Gators. Go Gators, baby. Catch you next week. 